Just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance and Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. everyone and welcome to unspooled top three i'm amy nicholson and i am paul Shear, and welcome to a special interview episode of unspooled where we are sitting down with actress writer director karen gillen who you probably know from her big budget films like jumanji and avengers uh you might also know her as one of the stars of one of my shows, NTSF SD SUV. She's an amazing comedian. Uh, she's an amazing action star. And she is in a brand new Netflix movie that looks amazing. If you've seen the trailer for Gunpowder Milkshake, you know you are in store for a John Wick level, big ass kicking movie. And this is a cast that I want to see kick ass. I'm talking about Michelle Yeoh, Angela Bassett, uh, Carla Gugino, Lena Headley, Paul Giamatti, and of course, Karen Gillan. And the whole premise of this movie is uh, to protect an eight-year-old girl, a dangerous assassin reunites with her mother and her lethal associates to take down a ruthless crime syndicate and its army of henchmen. There will be blood. And what I love about our guest today, Karen, is that she loves film. I mean, she uh, actually directed a great film in 2018 called The Party's Just Beginning. Uh, she's also dabbled in these really great horror shorts uh, that if you uh, are a fan of like these like little uh, like VHS, remember that movie that came out where it's like a bunch of different great uh, people get together and make oh, them. Yeah. She did uh, one in uh, uh, a thing called Fun Size Horror Volume 2 called Conventional. And uh, it's Really, really fun. Karen is great, and I'm excited for you to sit down with her and meet her, and for people who maybe just know her from Doctor Who and want to get to know what makes her tick, what she likes, uh, we're going to get into some interesting picks of movies that Karen might want to send to the moon. So, Karen, welcome to the show. So, Karen, welcome. We are so excited to have you. And, (laughs) And we are... 
asking you a very important question. If you could only save three movies, three movies that you would put up into outer space, what are they? We want to go through them one by one. We want to find out your favorite films. Okay, so number one, I'm going to choose Inglorious Bastards. The year is 2009, and Quentin Tarantino writes and directs a movie about a soldier, Lieutenant Aldo Rain, who assembles a team of Jewish soldiers to commit violent acts of retribution against the Nazis, including the taking of their scalps. He and his men join forces with Bridget von Hammersmark, a German actress, and an undercover agent to bring down the leaders of the Third Reich. And their fates converge with theater owner Shoshana Dreyfus, who seeks to avenge the Nazis' execution of her family. It's the beginning of Quentin Tarantino's revisionist history, films, and uh, to many people, one of their favorite QT movies. I'm sure this mission of yours has a commanding officer, a general. Mm, I'm betting for OSS would be my guess. Ooh, that's a bingo. <laughs> Is that the way you say it? That's a bingo. You just say bingo. Bingo! How fun! I don't know why this is surprising to me because I don't know why this is like one of your favorite films. I have, I love that this is on your list so high. I love that film. I love Tarantino, but that one, it just feels really just, it's just so good. And Christoph Waltz's performance, I think, is the sort of thing that clinched it. It's just like, he is so disturbing and like... Although he's so good in Django as well. But like in this one, I think he's just exceptional. No, you're right. Like you can't have a good action film without like the best bad guy. Right. Don't they just have to they have to like have something extra. You know, the Die Hard, for example, like you have to have somebody like Christoph Waltz, like holding the court down and not just being like, I'm a meathead. Right. Yeah. Do you think in a way like the best bad guys are the most um, like composed because like you talk about like Alan Rickman and Die Hard, but Christoph Waltz in this movie, like that opening scene where mm-hmm. he's smoking and you see, you know, the view from underneath the floorboards, it's like he's ne- he never loses his shit. Like he's just always very, very calm. And I think that's like the scariest thing about a bad guy for me in a way. Yeah, because it's like it's keeping that mystery. You don't know what they're thinking. And as soon as they kind of lose control, they sort of lose a little bit of their power in a way. Um, So the fact that he's so composed is deeply disturbing. And also that scene (laughs) is just like, it's like the definition of that, like the bomb under the table in terms of tension. Like like Hitchcock always talks about, like you can talk for such a long time if the audience knows that there's a bomb under the table that's going to go off at some point. You can talk about anything you want for a really long time and it will be engaging because that tension is there, that something's going to happen. And that, that scene is definitely like just the definition of that for me, because literally people are underneath and they're about to get found. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just recently read the script to Inglorious Bastards oh, uh, just a couple of months ago because I was like, I really like that movie. And I was like, I just, I, I like the way Quentin Tarantino writes. I know he's like writing a novel version or I guess it's a novelization, but maybe it's actually a novel about once upon a time in Hollywood. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. But the, but the script of that is so well written too. Like you can really, he really engages you as uh, like you can, you see it as it's happening. I think he has a great ability to like write incredible dialogue like that, that and stage direction that puts you right in that moment. I would love to read the script and see what the stage directions are like in a Tarantino script. Yeah. They're really, really good. And, you know, I mean, I imagine too, like when you're looking at stuff, cause you also, 
you know, you're a writer and you're a director too. Are you ever looking at things like that in a, in a way of going like, well, oh, I want to steal that. Or I want to do that. I mean, are, like, are you looking at things in a different way or can you just look at a film and enjoy it purely as I'm an audience member? I think I could just watch it as an audience member. I think it's all subconscious. <laughs> right. I mean, it's the same for actors too, isn't it? Like we all like watch each other and then like right. soak up all the good choices. and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just gets in there. Yeah. Yeah. Deb, but Tarantino's whole career is about stealing from the best, too. So I feel like to steal from him would be the greatest honor. I think he'd be, like, honored to be stolen from. <laughs> yeah. I know. His stuff is such a, like, just a mashup of, like, older filmmakers, really, isn't it? But, like, done in his way, somehow it's, like, still completely him. Yeah, he always puts his own stamp on it. Yeah, exactly. I feel like a, Quentin Tar- a great Quentin Tarantino compliment might be, like, he is the cool kid who gives you a mixtape. And you're like, I don't know all these bands. And then you go and then listen to their full albums and then become big fans of those people as well. Because yeah. I feel like he opened me up to so many people and like, oh, that was inspired by that. Or I want to see that. And like, and all of a sudden, I feel like my film universe opened because of what he was influenced by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just listening to like early sort of interviews he's done about his own films and other people's films. I mean, he would just go and watch a film in the cinema once to just take it in a second time to really soak everything in so he can talk to other people about it. And then like a third time as well. So he would like take friends with him. It was like just this kind of real devotion to to learning about the film. And you know, Karen, you're no you're no stranger to action and you've done all these like really cool movies. But like Gunpowder Milkshake also feels like this is going to be is this like the biggest action? I mean, like in the sense of like human people action, like, cause it's like obviously <laughs> Avengers, you know, like you're, there's a lot of things that play there, but this is like, this looks like a, a badass movie. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how it all kind of comes together. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely like the most action I've ever done. Um, and because it is human people action, it's all like, <laughs> it's more plausible, you know, it's not like these right. crazy laser beams that are coming out of things. It's like all real, but it's also heightened too, because it's an action movie. But like in in the way that like John Wick is like, everything is accounted for. And you can really, if you yeah. were like, to slow down the choreography, you would like see everything that he's doing and every bullet is accounted for. That's similar in this film, like uh it's a bit more like it has a little bit more of a sense of humor, I think. But like, yeah. it's definitely like more realistic action, even though there's some heightened moments. I, do you have a Do you have a thing that you are exceptionally good at or exceptionally bad at when you are doing like, a big <laughs> action movie? Like, I remember I was talking to somebody and they said that one of the biggest things that people do is like when they fire a gun, they close either their close their eyes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Definitely guilty of that. Yeah. It's so funny. I hate firing guns. I do. And I used, to, and I've gotten progressively worse over the years. Like I've been <laughs> firing guns and things since I was like 21 or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I was firing machine guns without even blinking. And now I can't even open my eyes and it's horrible. <laughs> and I like screw up my face and then I remember like Lutz, the the weapons guy on Gunpowder Milkshake was like, you have got to open your eyes. (laughs) He was German. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard though, because your body is, everything tells you not to do it. Uh, Especially when you're uh, firing at people. That's what I really don't like. It's because I know that it's a blank, but it's a blank. And that's like still slightly real. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, 100%. I, I had to get shot in a movie and I had squibs all over me. And I know I have squibs on me and I am ready to go, but it is like someone is firing at you and then you are exploding. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's right. It's not a good feeling. No, it's like alarm bells are going off, even though you know that it's not real. 
By the way, are you hoping that you will have a Halloween costume? I feel like this jacket that you wear in the movie is going to be pretty iconic here. It's a very like cool, like uh, I, I want to say it's a starter jacket, but it's like a, uh, oh, this orange jacket. jacket. Yeah. It, like, I feel like this is, I feel like there's going to be a lot of uh, Karens out there this year for <laughs> Halloween. A lot of Sam's running that would around. Be cool. Yeah. I would love to see that. I got to keep the jacket actually. So it is oh, in my nice. house. I'm like, can I wear it to like a screening or is that just like a no, no. <laughs> you can't, I think you can wear it to a screening. I got a, I got a satin jacket from another movie and I was like, I'm going to wear this all the time. And I was like, I never wore it once. No, because there's something <laughs> like about like, do you lose all your cool points? Yeah. And I've like, I barely have any. So yeah, you guys, it's hard. It's like, I think you can pull it off. You look pretty good in this jacket. Is it covered in blood though still? Or is so, it, is no, it clean? so there's a few of them. Some of them are like ripped <laughs> up and covered in blood, but this one, I got the clean one. So that's okay, good. good. That is good. <laughs> What is the next movie that you would uh, blast off into outer space? I'm going to blast off the classic Never Been Kissed, starring Drew Barrymore. (laughs) Never Been Kissed, one of the signature 1990s rom-coms. This one is from 1999, and it stars Drew Barrymore as a copywriter at a newspaper who goes back to high school to get facts to take back with her to to the newspaper. And on the way, falls in love with her English teacher, what is she doing? She's reliving her high school. She's being the girl she always wished she could be. It is Drew Barrymore at her Drew Barrymoreist. Um, and yeah, the movie came out in 1999 and is directed by Raja Gosnell. Let me tell you something. I don't care about being your stupid prom queen. I'm 25 years old. I'm an undercover reporter for the Chicago Sun-Times, and I have been beating my brains out trying to impress you people. Talk about this film. When did you first see this film? Is this a film that you saw like... I think it was a weekend. I was going to guess like the greatest slumber party of your life, but what's the story? It wasn't a slumber party. It was like... So I grew up in the north of Scotland and was just obsessed with like American comedy <laughs> growing up but like like the friends basically was the main one and then like there was right. a few that really hit over there and a few that did not like I didn't know what Seinfeld was but like I knew what Will and Grace was <laughs> oh wow I guess like, maybe Seinfeld doesn't travel as well as the other no, ones no it doesn't everyone and then everyone that watches it is like it's, it's funny like and every American <laughs> is like what this is the greatest thing ever made <laughs> Um, but Never Been Kissed was one that <laughs> really came over. Um, and I just loved it so much. I was in that, I think I was like, gosh, I would have been like really young, maybe like early teens. I forget when it came out, but right. I just loved that film. I loved her performance in it. I probably connected to just the weirdness of the character. Um, and she yeah. got to redo High School, which is honestly something I would just love. I'd love to go back for one day with my my newfound confidence. That would be good. I I feel that way too. Like I would like I would even go back for a week. I would love to just explore it for a week. But as I get older now, I get more scared of teens. So I have to. I would have to like <laughs> figure out how to like monitor that. But if I if I could go back in the body of myself, I'm down. But she kind of went back as her as self, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the that is the teacher. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wasn't her fair, but yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, um, Amy, would you go back to high school? Uh, no, 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 no. Um, no, no. I was like, I just, I, I went to a Catholic school surrounded with nuns. Absolutely not. And there's oh, no boy I'd want to have figured anything out with. You had nuns too? <laughs> oh yeah. Nun punched me, like punched my head into a locker. What? slapped it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. To get, what? cause I was too loud. I was sarcastic to her and she brought me outside and, and she, she kind of like, 
just bodied me into a locker and then and then just kind of like popped my head with her hand and it just like shot me back into a locker and it gave me a little bit of a like a lump on the back of my head. Oh my god, is that the sort of thing like you can tell your friends at school about like that you got beaten up by a nun or would you just get made up made fun of twice as much? Oh yeah, that's interesting. I did say she I did say she like kind of hit my head into a locker and I think people thought it was a cool thing that I was able to withstand a, a locker hit. You know, it's a it's an adult hit. I mean, now it'd be a whole different thing. I can't believe you guys both went to school with nuns. I mean, that's not yeah. like a, a usual thing. <laughs> I know it's a, it's a it's a bizarre it is a bizarre way to to learn. But yeah, I was in suit and tie or jacket and tie and all that sort of stuff. Wow. Um but this to me is like one of the best Drew Barrymore films because yeah. I think what you were saying is like she does have this innocence and playfulness and she's re- I think she's really, really funny. Uh, she's Drew so Barrymore. funny. And I can I can literally see that performance in my own performances that I do now. I'm like, yeah. oh, that was like something that I clearly took from that. I can hear Jennifer oh, Hudson really? and I can hear Drew Barrymore from that film. <laughs> I mean, that's like learning from the master, though. I mean, that's. To, to be able to capture the adorability of Drew Barrymore, that's like something that is just bottled. It's like a magic elixir. There, I love that the kind. I love that we even made movies where like she got to glow up the screen like this. Yeah, I feel like we were blessed to have a Drew Barrymore. We need to make more films like this. Like they don't really yeah. happen now, do they? Or do they? Maybe Netflix is giving them a little bit more of a life now. Yeah, but not the same way. Like, I feel like these, like, straight up rom-coms, I, I love Set It Up, which is, like, a great... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was great, but it's, like... But I also feel like there's not, like, this... I don't know. I, I feel like there were more of these in, like, the in the 90s and things like that. Yeah. Like, you know? They were so it's popular then. I mean, you kind of got to go back to high school with Jumanji, in a way. Like, you got to kind of yeah. play that thing, which is... I mean, I always found that that's... I would imagine it's kind of hard to find that balance of like getting into that kind of character. But in a way, it's like you got a little bit of you got a little taste of that, at least uh, doing that. Yeah. God, that makes so much sense as to why I got that role now. doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> It's all uh, making sense. <laughs> it, I mean, is that your go to like uh, or uh, what is your go to? Like for me, I feel like. I will always watch a rom-com. I will always watch a comedy. Like, is that like your comfort food movie or is that me? Yeah, I would definitely say so. Yeah, it's that thing of like, if you're feeling anxious or you're feeling down or anything, like it's that sort of, yeah, it's like one of those security blankets or something. Yeah, I really, really like it. Um, Amy, But I love that you picked this one and not like 50 First Dates, which is also really good. I like that you're really sticking for like the Drew-centric one. The one that is like Drew is like I like the high school ones, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought before about like how much Never Been Kissed is kind of like the Cameron Crowe movie he never made. Because like his whole career was based (laughs) on going back to high school. And like they took that idea and then put it here because she's a journalist. Oh, you're right. It is. Chicago Sun-Times. Yeah, it's like this. We can call it the spiritual sequel to Fast Times. I love it. I'm going to recommend a movie to both of you if you have not seen it. I don't know if it holds up. I'm going to say it 100% holds up because I haven't seen it in years. But it's uh, John Cryer and it's a movie called Hiding Out. And he's mm-hmm. like, uh, um, he like, uh, this is my memory of it as a, uh, he's like, a, he informs on the mob and they're out to kill him. And he goes back to high school. So it's very similar to this. It's a, I loved, loved, loved this movie, Hiding Out. So if you are, you know, one night, if you're hanging out and you, and you want a movie that feels a little similar to this, I think you will enjoy Hiding Out. I mean, it's a male lead, Ooh, which, but I that. think it's, 
it's still very, very good. That's making me yeah. think of another favorite film I have, but it's not the one I'm choosing for my third. Oh, okay. Ooh, okay. Sister oh, yeah. Act is an absolute right. classic. I don't know if you guys can even watch that with your nun background, but <laughs> I love those films. <laughs> You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. So what is your third pick? Okay, my third pick is The Shining, Stanley Kubrick. The Shining, directed by Stanley Kubrick, based on the novel by Stephen King. It is about a hotel caretaker played by Jack Nicholson who goes to the hotel overlook in the snow with his wife, Shelley Duvall, and loses his mind. It's very scary, and it came out in 1980. What are you doing down here? I'm just uh, wanted to talk to you. Okay, let's talk. Is this because you like Kubrick or is this because you like horror? Like what, what is the thing that brings you into this movie? I think it's both of those things. So I grew up watching so many horror films. So it was either mm-hmm. Friends or like, I know what you did last summer or Scream. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I sort of got a bit older and then started to sort of get into the horror classics rather than the sort of process of elimination teenager ones. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, and then I found The Shining and I love Kubrick and the fact that he's taken on the horror genre feels like, I mean, that movie is like my jam. Yeah, it's it's really like we were talking about we were just talking about Alien on the show. And I feel like this era where like really great directors were taking on horror and bringing something very different to it or something elevated it to some level. And mm-hmm. like I find The Shining to be very rewatchable. It's so it's like I mean, everything, the set design and everything about it really just pops uh, to me. I mean, I, I've. We, yeah. Did Amy, did we say it's like one of our favorite Kubrick? So what did we, because I know we talked about this. It the- is, yeah. Because like, yeah, on the first season of our show, we went through the entire AFI list. And The Shining is the one that is surprising it's not on the list. Like, oh. I think there's like four or five Kubricks on the list, but not this one. And you're like, really? Like you, wait, what it's got like, um, oh, what's the sexual one with Tony Curtis? It's oh, got Spartacus. Uh, it has Spartacus, but it doesn't have The Shining. And you're like, really? That what? That seems like a mistake. The Shining is number one. <laughs> <laughs> I, but, you know, I do think it's like one of those things where it's the one probably that, well, this is a bold statement, but I'm going to say I think it probably be the most popular Kubrick film across the board, right? Like, yeah. you know, 2001 definitely is probably up there too, but I feel like most people will watch and rewatch The Shining mm-hmm. more than anything else. It's like, it's really the most watchable in a way, the most accessible uh, yeah. Kubrick film. Um, do you yeah. believe in any of the symbols and significance of this movie? Have you heard about this, Karen? The uh, that this yeah. is more like a metaphor for that he faked the moon landing. 
<laughs> I don't know if I believe like the moon thing bit, <laughs> but I did start watching like this <laughs> this conspiracy video that was made where it like goes through all of the like signs that he was putting in the film. But I kind of turned that one off, and then I watched the document. <laughs> I watched the documentary that his daughter made uh, of the making of it, which was really oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, I love that. There's a great thing in that documentary where. Uh, Jack Nicholson is sitting at a table and talking about how like he was inspired by a Boris Karloff, right? Like, and he yeah. would like, I think he was like circling his lines the way that he saw a Boris Karloff. Like he was embodying <laughs> Boris Karloff, which I thought was an interesting, like uh, just an interesting, you know, person to be inspired by for that film. Oh, you can kind of see it in his walk at the end now that I'm thinking yeah. about it. But wait, have, have either of you had the experience of, learning to love and appreciate the Shelley Duvall performance in this movie. Cause I think the first couple of times I saw it, I was really young. So I was like, she's so screamy. I don't understand. She's annoying. Yeah. And the older I get, the more I just really respect and treasure how hard that role is and what she's, what she's adding to the film. Yeah. I think I went through a similar thing. Um, I mean, I do think like before she starts sort of, you know, losing it. She's so good in those like conversations yeah. right at the beginning of the film. Like I thought she's like so natural and um, I can totally see like why he cast her. And it seems like he really pushed her to a point during the film where she sort yeah. of was, it was like such a testing performance for her. But like, I think she yeah. won a Razzie for that. What? Yeah. Yeah. You the Razzies the- are bullshit. I, I, yeah. I will not get on my high horse about it, but. I, I, but I do believe you're right. Like, I think that there's something about you know, we're so trained to believe certain stereotypes in movies. Like that's the way that people act. And that's why I love this show. And Karen, I may have, I may have talked to you about this at length at one point when we were doing it. Uh, this show called uh, Scare Tactics. Cause Scare Tactics is like a prank show where they do, like they put you in horror movies and oh, you think that people are going to react like, Oh my God, get me the fuck out of here. And they get calm or they get weak. They act differently than what we expect from TV and film. And I feel like mm-hmm. Shelly Duvall is giving you a very honest, like she is like shaken to like, she's shook. Like she looks like she is mm-hmm. like more than I'm running from a killer. It looks like, Oh my God, my husband is now this person. And I'm having a mental breakdown. I feel like there's levels there. And I feel like people just thought like they equate her with it instead of it being an acting choice. If that makes sense, it's like, it's a weird, I mean, but that's misogyny in in film sometimes. I think that that can kind of just read like you're like, oh, she's too complaining. But it's like her husband is out to kill her and they're nervous. Yeah, more accurate than any other performance. Yeah. How else would you be? I think um, Stephen King actually was a little unhappy with that the the character's portrayal in the film. Like he always says, like he wrote in the book a woman that was a lot stronger than that. I think is what he said. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and then he also like um, Jack was more of a normal guy that then sort of turns weird once he gets into the hotel. But like right off the bat in the film, you're like this guy is on the edge. Right. Yeah. He seems like he is not. He is not. <laughs> he is well. not a normal guy. <laughs> I mean, do you feel like with like the training that you have done, the the practice you have in firing guns with your eyes open, that if you were alone in a hotel with Jack Nicholson going crazy, that you'd be like, I've got this, I can handle it? <laughs> no, I don't. I always ask myself that. Like I was, so I watched Gunpowder Milkshake on the, like they did a screening and I went to see it. I mean, it was just me in there. And then I got mm-hmm. out and I was all like, feeling like, oh my God, I could kick some ass right now. (laughs) But then I started to ask myself, like, if someone attacked me, like, would I pull out any moves? 
Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably like just, you know, like be like, take everything. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the way to be. I do think you should not. Yeah. Get, give them all their stuff. I, the only person, you know, but I mean, you're training, like you probably have more moves. Like it would be like your Manchurian candidating. Like someone comes up to you and all of a sudden they're on the ground. You don't even know what happened. Like you've just defeated them. Like, <laughs> or something like that. I mean, this movie, I like, and you've done so many cool, fun movies. I think one of the things I'm always constantly like excited by with you is the work that you do. Like, I mean, you're always popping up in very different stuff. And I think you can go from comedy to action to superheroes. And, you know, like I said, like you, you like, and, and I feel like, what was it that brought you to this? Like, what was like, did you want to do something like this or what? Yeah. Like what, what brought you in? To, what brought uh, me to gunpowder? Yeah. Um, I sort of feel like I've been doing more and more action with each film that I've been doing. So it's right. like it started in Guardians of the Galaxy. I'd never fought before in my life. And they put me through the ringer with the training for that because I was yeah. so bad at fighting. And then uh, and then it was a little easier each movie that went by. And then the Jumanji movies had like more action than the Marvel ones for me. Yeah. Um, so it sort of felt like I was ready to graduate to like a actual action movie where there's like action sort of nonstop throughout. And yeah. it's really complex. And um, yeah, it just it felt like a natural progression to get to kind of do one of those types of films and I'd recently got in really into the John Wick films yeah they're so good uh and this other one the villainess I don't know if you've seen that oh no what's that oh it's a it's an amazing action film and there's a lot of like uh and it's a female lead and oh you've got to watch it because it's all, all right. POV action so it's like what oh wow this is a a South Korean yeah South Korean action film yeah oh my gosh all right I'm very excited about this yeah, uh, this is amazing. I'm just I'm Googling it right now. It's on Amazon and YouTube and Google Play. Yeah, I think it I, played Cannes. So it's like, I don't know if people think it's fancy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and now, could there be a sequel to Gunpowder Milkshake? Could, could, could you all come back? I mean, it, it feels like this is the best cast of all time. Oh, my I mean, gosh, I'm, these women. I'm just like, how are you all in this movie? <laughs> I'm like, oh, gosh, that's where I'm taking notes from actors, like especially Angela Bassett. My God. Oh, my but God. All of them are amazing. amazing. And Carla Gugino, I love, too, and Michelle Yao and Lena. But um, but. Uh, a sequel um, yeah I think it's definitely possible I think it just needs to do really well so watch yes. it <laughs> alright we will make sure that everyone watches this and uh, and yeah Gunpowder Milkshake is on Netflix right now if you like action if you like look you've just heard what Karen likes if you like those movies chances are she's picking a movie that good to be in she doesn't have to do every movie she's picking this movie so <laughs> go check out Gunpowder Milkshake uh, it's so fun thank you Karen for being here and talking thank to you us thank you so much Well, Amy, I love those picks. I love the connections that you made with those picks. And now I'm even more excited to uh, check out Gunpowder Milkshake again because I'm going to be watching her eyes as she fires that gun uh, because I know that that is my issue as well. Uh, but take a listen to a little bit of Gunpowder Milkshake right here. I need to exchange some books. Come Scarlet's kid. How is your mother? I haven't seen her in 15 years. Mom! Let's get you into a good book. You'll need a Jane Austen. A Virginia Woolf. And an Agatha Christie. For reading. Sam, 
Your talents are needed. Somebody stole from us. He's crazy enough to steal from the firm. Is it done? There's a change of plan. They have an eight-year-old girl. I can't leave her to die. Sam, you killed the wrong people. You're no longer under our protection. Some bad men are coming to hurt us. We have to go where it's safe. Hi, Mom. Am I a grandmother? God, no. <laughs> Girls, I think I see a ghost. We need weapons. Give the kill order. I'm gonna do terrible things to you girls. That is available on Netflix. Uh, I'm psyched. All right. Me too. Amy, um, I will see you next time, Amy. And remember, if you like the show, tell people about it. Rate and review us. It helps so much. Uh, pass the word. See you next time. Bye for now. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.